Alright guys, hello everybody here, my name is Ben Yuko with Zoe Media Enterprises. Welcome to the Black Tech Building Program on this great Tuesday, great Tuesday afternoon into the early evening, May 24, 2022. How is everybody doing today on this program today? <coughs> Excuse me guys, everybody's getting excited, it is getting nice outside, the Black Tech Building Program is about to get started, underway, and it is time to talk about... One of the big events coming up, and I'm going to walk you back to last year's event, and it is time to walk, it is time to do, to walk back an event we did last year, okay? I am going to I am going to log in. I am going to log into my give me one second. I am going to get my Alright, hold on. Give me one second. Alright, hold on. I'm going to make sure. Alright, so. Alright, guys, so I got this. I'm going to go over. See now I have the 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 event. I'm gonna go over. All right, let me hold it back. Now we're, today we're gonna talk about the Black Tech Talent Summit. This is the summit. Okay, this is time to talk about this summit. Okay. Excuse me, everybody. Okay, so we're gonna talk about um, last year's event, but I want to talk about this year's event because they also they got the 
So we got the we got the Alright, so I gotta get all this stuff done. Okay, so I got the So we're gonna have a big event coming up. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over all this stuff. So okay. So the Black Tech Summit is gonna be on Summit 2022. It's gonna be on Friday on Friday, June 17th. It is going to be the first event. It's going to be the virtual ticket. Okay. You got to understand. Okay. Okay. It's a very, very. So it's going to be the virtual event. Okay. So let me just show you. Uh, let me show you on here. Okay. To see everything in 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 play, okay. So, so I'm gonna show you. This is the Black Tech Summit, okay. So we're gonna have so they so they wanted the first ticket. So you will have different classes. You will have different things going on. So it'll be on Friday, June 17th, okay. That's gonna be one of the big events right there. Day two is in person, two to ten p.m. Okay, two to ten p.m. Saturday, June eighteenth. It is gonna be at. Um. Okay, it's going to be June 17th. Uh, okay, that's the first one. The second one, sorry about that. It'll be in person the 18th, 2 to 10 p.m. Science Museum, Kellogg Boulevard. Big, um, big networking event. Typically, typically, I don't even have to, I don't need to, to be, I don't need to be at the, um, right away at 2 o'clock, but I am going to be there. So 536 will be 4, so it'll be from 2 to 10 p.m. Okay? And then we'll have the foods and drinks. Food and drinks. Okay. You get. Took it good for a food and a drink. So you get your food and drink. Okay. Food and drink ticket. Okay. Okay. Food and drink ticket. Fifteen dollars. Then you got the you can get summit stuff on Veloso Saturday. So you got you'll be able to get all that. 
That will be for the Black Tech Summit, guys. So that's going to be what you're going to get this year. No, they haven't announced who the guest speakers yet. But when it does get finalized, and that show will come up on the 14th. <clears throat> so the 14th, and I'm going to announce, I'm going to do that whole show, go over that. But I'm going to go over last year's summit. And play some clips. I'm going to play some audio from last year's summit. So it will be a great idea to get a, a chance to actually move around. Alright, so I'm going to go to my ticket last year for the Black Tech Summit. Uh, give me a second to get in here. And, 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 okay. That's the activities. That's all about that, guys. Hold this, pull it. let me pull this back for one second here. So I might get in some confidential stuff here that you, we don't need to know. Hold on a second. Okay. So here's the I'm going to show you, okay? This is how it looks like, okay? <clears throat> okay. Last year's speakers were really good. We had Stephen Williams from social media at Black Tech Talent. We had Dr. Paul Campbell, Chris Brooks there. We had Carson Gordon, Eric Melcher, Elizabeth Cole, Jonathan Bennett, CEO and next, Robin Robinson was there. It was in the house. You had Black and Tech, Mike was on the, the thing, of course. And then you have Managers School Partnership and Gen System Works. So there were the speakers last year. So last year they had these sessions. So they did a moment of silence due to the police shootings from the U.S. Marshal Service Task Force. Then you have a networking session. Then they have black employee retainment. They did routes to a tech career. Brown Venture Capital did this event. So, and I'm going to talk about them in a little bit later. They did things like FinTech last year. And then last year, we hung out. Um at the Black te um, Tech networking event last year. So I was out there last year. So we're going to have, it's going to be a really good session this year. So the biggest thing that you might want to learn, having opportunities to see the, all the different people that actually make black tech talent look very good. 
So the one of the big things that I really want everybody to understand is I can't wait to see who's gonna they bring bring on. All they bring on all the same people, but they also bring on some really new people. Where we can jam this whole session to have different networking sessions, have different sessions and showing black tech talent and showing our efforts and our our work. So that's why it's very, very important that I feel like the, the Black Tech Summit helps a lot of our black kids and our black, pe uh, black people, and especially them, to be the futures and get them set up to be the big stars. So that's why I like the way that they are doing doing another summit. So these were uh, so entrepreneurship. You should listen to the <coughs> okay. You should listen to some of that routes to a tech tech career. I want you to listen to that session. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play the sessions again. Oh, give me a second. Okay, so I want you. Hey there, welcome. Want you to listen, uh, okay? My name is Mike Roberts. Uh, super excited to have you here on board. I'm gonna try and bring up my slides and see if we can kick this thing off. So, just a second to make sure I can share my screen. Share my screen. Hey there, Eric. Good to see you. So uh, I'm just going to jump right in and uh, talk a little bit about the routes uh, that you might be taking to to break into a technical career. Um, I kind of regularly talk about this with folks every Tuesday and do a looking for work. So uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to um, catch me every Tuesday at 12 o'clock. We do sort of a ask me anything session. And so I'll kind of try and distill a little bit of that um, intermixed with, uh, hey Laurel, uh, intermixed with um, just again, some suggestions I have for people that are exploring different routes. Obviously I'm a little, a little biased and a little jaded because I think uh, the apprenticeship model is a really great pathway for a lot of individuals, but it's somewhat limited in that, you know, not everybody is, is uh, able to provide this opportunity. So um, more than happy to kind of talk about other ways that people discover this, this career path. Um, so uh, my background, a little bit about me is, again, um, I run Creating Coding Careers. I can give you sort of a, a breakdown of, you know, my, my uh, pathway into tech. My journey started, I uh, was, you know, pretty young, started at uh, roughly 13, 14 years old, learning to code as a hobby. And eventually, you know, about halfway through, uh, I began sort of like seeing that I could actually get paid to do this, and that was awesome. So, been in software engineering now for writing software for about 32 years, 17 years professionally, and spent the last six years or so in the bootcamp space, 
helping other people transition over a much shorter career path than obviously what I took. Uh, I was on a 10-year plan, so I got a BS degree, but it was not something where um, it was like a super efficient pathway, even even when I did go that route. So again, I've had a lot of experience over the past six years or so helping hundreds of students uh, launch careers at, at huge companies, like the biggest ones like IBM, Red Hat, Apple, Facebook, uh, Amazon, Walmart Labs, uh, Sony. So I've got um, plenty of students that I've been able to see sort of navigate different methods to get into this pathway. So again, I, I take this very personal because I think it's really important to be able to um, help make sure that other people like me, uh, other women, black, Latinx, neurodiverse, people that are just uh, a variety. See, they're, they're using that word. We don't want to use that word. We want to focus just black people. To um, have this kind of career and lifestyle. So. Um, in terms of why I think it's so critical is that we really want to make tech more equitable. And so I think that's essential for us to be able to make sure that everyone has access to high quality and high growth jobs. So again, I'm just more than uh, happy to, uh, if anybody reaches out to me, be happy to like kind of walk through, here are some alternatives that might be available beyond just the more traditional four-year CS degree pipeline. Because I do think that these jobs are ones that are going to be resilient. We've seen that through the local economy uh, here in San Diego and, and both nationally, and they're in super high demand right now. So it's interesting that just uh, sort of at the height of you know the, the social unrest last year and what happened with George Floyd, there's been a lot of research, and we're starting to kind of see more data come out from both Glassdoor. McKinsey had a pretty uh, well-known uh, report that came out so I'm not going to talk too much about the, the challenge because I think it's apparent to most people, uh, most black folks know, um, we're not represented in a lot of the jobs where there are the greatest opportunities. So we over-index in things that are frontline jobs. Um, we over-index in areas that are entry-level, revolving door. There's a lot of attrition. And so from my perspective, training people for um, computer science, uh, engineering careers, data engineering careers, is going to give more of us the capacity to be able to get into the mid-level and upper levels of leadership and start to break some of these existing norms that we're seeing inside of corporate America. So the, the, the frightening but yet somewhat optimistic uh, statistic that I look at is this like number of unfilled tech jobs. And this was sort of like the beginning of the um, pandemic. <coughs> and I think there's been a, a significant tightening of the labor market and there's a real labor shortage when people talk about you know is it because people are getting paid unemployment and they don't want to go back to work like irrespective of that there is still a large number of unfilled tech roles so this is an area that's sort of like right for candidates to reskill themselves to these open positions and although the the pathway for a lot of people has been there's been some barriers because mo most companies want senior engineers, right? So let's just put it out there and, and be real that when you go to an organization, it's <coughs> always going to prioritize spending more money to hire someone that has more experience. But with the supply being the way it is, the next thing they typically do is say, okay, if we can't find someone with 10 years experience, how about someone with five years experience? Okay, we can't find someone with five years experience, how about someone with one year of experience? If they can't find anybody with one year's experience, 
then they're going to be forced to actually do some of the training themselves and actually bring people on that are just good, solid workers and candidates and provide some of that training. So I think we will see a significant tightening for the next year or two as organizations start to ramp back up. They've sort of hoarded a lot of cash. They're going to start ramping up and hiring more of these positions. And so there's going to be just an enormous amount of continual pressure put onto the labor market, especially in these high tech and uh, healthcare. And if you can find a job that's the nexus between high, high tech and, and healthcare, you're going to crush it. So in terms of demand for skilled workers, I'm most familiar because it's just our local region that we've been working in with California numbers and San Diego in particular. But how we kind of look at it is we look through the lens of where are these organizations that have the capacity to hire and, you know, is there a desire <coughs> to create a corporate culture that supports more diversity, equity, inclusion, and can allow them to attract and retain diverse talent? So our program is really focused on that. It's designed to support students while they're providing our corporate partners additional capacity and allowing them to kind of, you know, uphold their commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion. And by addressing inequality, I think, in the tech sector now, we can create this future bench of talent that's more inclusive and prosperous for, for the entire country. So when we look at overall openings, you can see the areas in blue are just the areas that we're currently touching on, and the areas in orange are areas that we think there's significant opportunity. And as you can see, just the areas that we're currently pretty busy in, there's you know a, a tangible amount of opportunity, but there are significant opportunities in DevOps and data engineering and not just software engineering, as well as in particular ecosystems like Salesforce or ServiceNow or some of the other specialized like domain specific software um, technologies and platforms. So I think if you are a person in an early career and you're trying to figure out like what do you need to specialize in, I'd say the entry point where you probably wanna start is with an eye on where the demand is in the marketplace and so oftentimes people will say, well, I want to learn Python because I heard there's a lot of Python jobs. I mean, that's kind of good, but I would think more general first and think about can you get into uh, a either engineering role or data engineering role <coughs> from being a more generalist, start to get more specific knowledge and go deeper into some of these um, more specific uh, offshoots of technology. So that said, you can't go wrong with software development, QA automation, data engineer, product manager, DevOps, and those are obviously areas that we have our sites set on. So the typical pathways that people usually follow when they're thinking about transitioning into a career in technology, whether that's high schools that, that's, in the job market or this, that folks that are transitioning, this, you know, we used to find that this is a realistic stuff. 35 would be looking to transition from like fields where they didn't see very much future and growth into technology. And oftentimes, the first place they would look would be a traditional PS program, four-year degree, or community college into a four-year degree program. And obviously, the big barriers to that are going to be a person's capacity or willingness to set aside four years to go through that process. Um, the second barrier is obviously the cost of that. A college program is fairly expensive. And so the near-term solution for a lot of folks was the coding boot camp. And so coding boot camps then began to also partner with uh, with colleges and you know, stand-up programs that are sort of branded with the college. But ultimately, 
it's kind of one or the other. Even if it's a, a university that's running a coding bootcamp, the structure of the coding bootcamp is really separate and is usually like not run under the main campus, but under like their extension program. So you can really think of them as two distinct buckets. There is a third that I've left off, but I kind of ramp it into the thing of the coding bootcamp. It's kind of like the self-taught developer. That was how people traditionally, like when I learned, that was kind of all that was available. You kind of had to get a book and you had to just sort of like learn on your own. Or if you needed software, you had to kind of just, you needed a piece of software, you had to write it. There, was, there wasn't a lot of commercial software available when I first you know, started um, writing software. So I think these are still the two different methods and there are pros and cons to each. And so I think it's really important to, when you're evaluating whether or not it makes sense to go to a coding bootcamp or to this program, think about a couple of factors. The first is, um, is there, do you have the capacity to invest in uh, you know, an immersive experience, which means that you're gonna be super dedicated for a shorter period of time. You gotta kind of go all in, you gotta burn the boat. And in many cases that means you've gotta quit your job and you've gotta do this like full time and be immersed in it for you know, a good three to maybe as long as six months. I think it's harder to do programs that are much longer than that, and I'm not a huge fan for a variety of reasons uh, of like part-time programs. I've just kind of seen you either have to go all in, or you need to be thinking about a four-year degree. You need to be thinking about something that's going to be a little bit longer than a part-time six to 12 months. I've just found that it's disastrously painful for students to try and go through a program that's like a like quasi short program, right? Something that's like a year is just like kind of long and hard. Um, now they do produce better outcomes and they can take a full year or more. And so that's, again, one of the reasons why I think apprenticeship is a really great pattern to try and uh, solve this problem. So I'm seeing some comments in there. If anybody has any questions, feel free to start dropping them in either the, the chat or you can drop them into the Q and A. I'm more than happy to like field questions and answer you know, any specific questions people have or if you've got general comments, um, I'm seeing a lot of people just saying hi, that's awesome. Big shout out to uh, Shaquille, Caleb, Eric, Laurel, great to see you guys in here. Um, again, if you uh, if you have questions, feel free to, you know, drop them in there. I'm more than happy to take some time and, and answer as much as I can towards the, towards the end of the session. And I'm not going to just kind of talk this entire time, I'd like to i like to really answer some questions and take some time to do that. So um, so in terms of the typical pathways, those are the two that I see kind of the most often. There is this newer and more emerging one, so I'll spend a little bit of time talking about, about that, and that is this apprenticeship, which is more employer-focused and more participation from the employer side, which I think is very needed in this space because I know from running the apprenticeship program, it's a very expensive pattern to, to, to use, and it sort of shifts a lot of the cost away from the consumer, away from the student, and it shifts more of the cost of training onto the, the corporate or onto the, you know, the partner that basically is going to get the reward of this talent, right? And so it really is a way for companies to invest in individuals and for individuals to get that faster on-ramp into the organization. So these numbers are going to show up, 20,000 for uh, coding boot camps and 100,000 graduates every year from the CS degree program is still not enough to meet that that demand that we I showed you at the mm -hmm. very beginning of this, which is around 700,000 mm -hmm. or more of open, unfilled positions each and every year here in the U.S. 
So we're just scratching the surface in terms of providing. These are the last the two numbers. Just it's got to be bigger this year. There a, aren't there a lot of people graduating from coding boot camps, and, and some of them are not finding jobs, and that may be the case. It may be the case that there are individual programs that are maybe providing. Uh, they're letting too many students in that may not be fully qualified for the program, and thus the students are not really getting the most out of that program. And so there are a lot of folks that graduate a program and still are not prepared. They're not ready for day one on the job. There's a surplus of that talent in the ecosystem. So that said, that means that as you're considering going through either a coding boot camp or going through a CS degree program, you really have to make sure that you're going to put you know, 110% into it it's not a like check the box type scenario where you just have to like kind of show up and you know do some of the um, homework and you'll be good to go. It really does require you to put a tremendous amount of effort in. But the more effort you put into the training part, the more you prepare yourself before you go into the boot camp and you do the pre work and you do all of the exercises and you do some passion projects and whatnot. The more you'll get out of the experience, and it really is like there's a one to one transfer. If you put more capacity in, I've had students that when I was doing a more traditional coding bootcamp program, we'd have some students put in 800 to 1200 hours of effort of coding during the program. And when you compare that outcome to the minimum, which was like closer to like four to 600 hours, night and day differences in the offers that students were getting out of the program. And so it hands down uh, pays off for students to put more time and effort into hands on the keyboard coding while they're going through one of these programs. And I talked a lot about like like coding and software engineering. That's not to say that there aren't great careers outside of that. Like uh, I know a great program in the Chicago area, it's called Rework Training. Um, and Sheldon Banks runs that program. So you can get into software sales and you can crush it. Software sales folks make a ton of money. Um, you can do really well in project management, Scrum, I know a guy, Larry Apke, that runs um, Job Hackers, which is a, you know, a very inexpensive, well, something free program for training for Scrum Masters and product owners. So, you know, check out Job Hackers, check out Rework. If you're thinking beyond just software engineering, there are plenty of other programs that are kind of like this coding bootcamp. Immersive, short, not very expensive compared to you know, $100,000 of you know, student loan debt, $150,000 worth of student loan debt for a four-year degree. So those are some of the other pathways that I see that are real common for whether it's an engineering role or something that's maybe leading into tech, um, but doesn't necessarily require you to be that, like, hands-on-the-keyboard software engineer. There's tons of work in customer support, desktop support, network. Um, there's really a ton of opportunities, and many of them can be done in one of these two fashions. And then there's always the self-talk, right? There's always the you know, buying some hardware on eBay and you know learning how to pull a computer part, put it together again, get an A-plus certification, right? There's plenty of opportunities for those people that are looking to kind of self-teach and do it sort of like a DIY. And you do it the kind of the YouTube <coughs> way where you're watching YouTube videos and learn how to pull a computer part, put it together, et cetera. So... I think these are the two um, primary paths I see people going down. Um, so a little bit about um, why, again, I think now is a really good. Okay, you got the hang of it. I just I just play some parts of this interview, part of this thing, this talk last year, 
So it's very, very important to understand that this, this is how it is for the Black Tech Summit. It's going to be network, hire, engage, and retain. We're, we're going to do all that. That is very, very important for a lot of people that are getting into Black Tech. I really emphasize this so much for everybody to understand why it's very important to understand these are the reasons why we have to do these things. And that's why all that is kind of like a great thing to bring to the table. But, and I'm just giving you a great preview, a great synopsis idea of what it is. Okay. We talked about the summit. We talked about all this. Now, now I really, now I really want to talk about. I want to step in and talk. I want to step in and talk about. Okay. Now I. Okay. Okay. I want to see what we're really going to talk about more. So. So I hope you guys, everybody has an idea how it is and be very, very consistent about how we bring black tech together. And that's one of the big things that we got to be proud of. Okay. All right, I'm going to talk a little bit about VCon. A lot of, lot of things happen over the weekend at VCon. And then, okay. A lot of things happen at VCon. Everyone. I right, so I so I'm a I want want to spend some time. Okay. Okay. So it's very, very important to understand a lot of important things about that. So we're gonna we're gonna go in and Okay. So it's gonna be great to, to Take a look. Let's take a let's take a look at VCon. There was a lot at that V. The VCon conference that happened this past weekend. It's gonna be great. So I wanted I wanted to show you some of the images from the VCon conference and on Instagram here, okay? You got um, you got Pharrell here doing something, but he 
he, 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 uh, tag, but, you know, I got concerns, you know, I got, some people know of my, why I have my issues with Pharrell, so these are all the speakers that they had for the, uh, I'm not going to just go to the speakers, I'm gonna, I want to go to, it's got, I want to show you. Uh, does he have stuff in this? Okay. Let me let me do black text out. Okay, so they had a bigger event. So on Saturday they had a they had a Web three seminar. So he they were speaking at a Web three minute. So it was a Jeff guy, Catherine Johnson. So PJ Hill, um, part of, um, I get concerned about him with Operation Safety Net. He works for the NWCP. P. Tato Dan, Odell. He's actually doing his thing. Well, Preby, Odell, and Mike Jackson from Black Tech Talent all doing their thing. Mm. So. I think having that panel web kept everything in place. So they were all big and everybody them. Also a lot of things happened. Turn signal. Let's look at let's look at turn signal. They had some big things on the turn signal. That so that so they were at VCon so they got a big um they got a big award last night so they got they pitched their their app out shout out to jazz hampton from turn signal shout out to that brother he's doing doing big things with turn signal doing all that i, I would like to get him on for an interview so we can have we can talk about a lot of things of VCon. I want to talk about Justin and Tech. I want to get him on, on a lot of issues with Black America. I want to really, really focus on that. So he's the big one that also came up in that. Let's see. That's, that basically is it. Another person that also got me really excited was Sit. Uh, Sit Neat. Also, look at So, so they won. 
that we grateful for the opportunity to pitch and win. The people of choice to work for the sports tech have just concluded Los Minnesota joined VCon Pence Conference. So he signed the trophy. Congratulations to Maru from Sydney. Shout out to that brother. He did some big things on that Sydney panel that actually got black people in technology talking. And stuff. There was a lot of other pictures that came out of this event. So I I I here's my take on. Let me hear, let me tell you my take on the event. My take on the event. I didn't go. I'll say this. It's very, very nice. It's great to see very, very good action. But I, in the future, I want to see black people invent their own VCon events. And say, hey, this is my pitch. I'll pitch you my product. And this is me. I want to be the next star. So I want to be the next star with VCon. And be consistent about it so vcon was a big big event this last weekend and that also was building up on nfts entrepreneurship marketing and innovation good job out there Also, shout out the brothers at underrepresented. Represented. They're also big too. So they had they had this first avenue damn fans party. So they had a lot of people come over and party from on last Thursday. So it is a big, 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 big major event. So here's what they said here. One of those guys, the guy, I'm inspired at the right now by everyone who showed love this week and thinking, here's another, URL was invited to re-image first time in space and also introduced Web3 tech for one night. And now the relationship is locked in to do more. As a UI studio girl, we indicate with more brand to bridge the great design activation culture relevancy, especially here in Minneapolis. More work is to be done. And more work is going to be done. I, I want to get on. I, I would like to get on that. that you talk to these brothers. Get on. Get an interview on their show. And also. I also want to get them on my show. And. And I want to talk about other things. That are. Um, things to keep everything in place. So. Black Tech is doing big things. Shout out to Underrepresentative. They were out there big. Big on the event. So it was. So, Black Tech was kind of out there for this. So, this was a big deal, big thing to come. We want to thank them to represent, and they had a great night to introduce Web3 tech technology. So, I want you to understand that it is here. So, I want to show them. Is there any other more? Cause I know, 
I think they were also. Oh, also. My man, Kev Johnson, was out there on that Bravity event. Shout out to them. Um, shout out to Human Get Together, Bravity Pitch. Shout out to those those organizations. They're going to do big on the thing. I am so impressed of what was it called and seeing black people out there and making the event and taking over. I wanted to see us do the same thing when we dominate our own event, which is the Black Tech Summit. And I am so glad to be seeing that all accomplished and see everything that comes in through. And that's one of the big things like that. I am so proud of them getting into get and seeing them in the in the web three. Uh, really strong about it, and that's what should be a great thing about it. And I'm very very impressed of all that. Okay, so congratulations to seeing those pictures. It, it it makes me it makes me very very happy to see our people out there. Also, shout out to this organization. So, uh, in in so shout out to them. Shout out to Pathway Forward too. Take a look at this organization. Please shout out these organizations. Black female owned. So that's pretty much a thing. And then also check out the Tato. Uh, and check out, check out Arifa Media. Check out that media. It's going to be big. And if you really... This is what's very, very... Okay, so please, please support Aretha Media. Come out there and support them as much as you can. It is going to be a lot big coming up. Okay, now I'm gonna pull this back here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about. Talk completely a little bit about the. I'm going to get into some other black tech news real quick. I think they were talking about one of the things in the black tech space that everyone is under the talking about yesterday night was the commercialization of Juneteenth. Alright, so I so I wanna I'm gonna read this article this is a on part for the commercialization of Juneteenth it's here. I keep telling you everybody, this is all about symbolism. If they're not going to say, oh, I'm just going to give you Juneteenth. I'm going to get Kintanji from. Always got to get this symbolic victories. We got to get all the symbolic victories in these games. 
we need to start getting some real actual victories. Okay, so I'm going to read the article from here. It gives a lot of parts of the article. This week is marked by an upcoming weekend and the rest of reflection in Memorial Day, a first started by African Americans in the immediate aftermath of the civil to commemorate Black Union soldiers. The holiday order had morphed into one celebration for members of all armed forces and looking for the unofficial start of summer. But the biggest story of the week was the backlash to the commercialization of Juneteenth. A Juneteenth holiday, a new favorite icon wall is causing controversy on Black Twitter and to the Black community at large. The flavor in the question Juneteenth, a red velvet and cheesecake celebration under a kind of imprint, great value. The backlash led to coming to pull the ice cream flavor. Duh! Duh! Because it's all about symbolic victories. Okay? Despite the, the visual outcry on Twitter and Instagram, the reaction to Juneteenth, I admit, some are decrying the organization as such a special holiday, while others being anti corporate support. Others have noted the post joy for Black Lives Matter project has led to poker, including ever while we're often with Black with these companies. At the helm, of course. Wasn't Black Lives Matter stealing all that money, grifting and stealing money from, the, stealing money from the community? Yeah, that's that's dull. They were they were going they were going around and ridiculously ripping people off. So of course they they. So. So they also have and. Okay. Who owns the culture? They are now Juneteenth about wine and movie teacher play and all the now available. What lends the question? Do we celebrate the consumption of commercials or its tobacco? Or if there is any room for corporate inclusion? If there are incentives led by black women within these companies, or should commercials be avoided for all, leading to someone else? Or some other entities making the city regarding Juneteenth. Yeah, because that's what these holidays are for. Juneteenth, the 4th of July, Memorial Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. All the modern day holidays, have, all of them, have all been commercialized. Because it ain't about this stuff. It ain't about the culture anymore. It's about trademarking a fraud. Okay, so you know it's all bullshit. Okay, adjustment tweet tweet make it around have highlighted ever by you. Uh, a Utah-based health and nutrition company, Bascom, to trademark Juneteenth flavor for consumer packages. The still pending attempt to trademark Juneteenth flavor has highlighted the the of need to gatekeep the culture by legitimate and legalize what means to be co-opted for. Balchum is attempting to own the flavor by using creating a specific line of ice cream for great value brand. While the re recent June fame paper product is owned and trademarked by a black woman led company, Ebok, which is specialized product line, so played it, is currently on shelf at the selected Walmart stores. When they started talking about this Juneteenth since George Floyd, that's when they all commercialized it. It's all commercial filth. It's all about materialism. Th that's what you have to understand. These holidays are nothing about 
building materialism. And I will go more in depth and dive on on fan base when we record it on the podcast. That's where the conversation is going to go. Go. Okay. All right. Okay. So you have to understand that it's a very big, important thing. Like that. So that's one. So commercialization is a disaster. And I think it really has to be completely have to be stopped. And that's why. I have major issues when it comes down to stuff like this. Okay? Last thing I want to talk about. A couple things. First, I want to talk about the birth of the bosses. I heard, yes, they officially have canceled the event. So, yes, I was refunded. I got refunded by Blacks and Technology. But you know what? We got another event tomorrow. Okay? And you know, and I'll go over that coming up. Okay, so you're going to haul up on that. Another thing I'm going to also talk about is the Justice Squad is going to have their volunteer stuff. So we're going to volunteer for the, what do you call it, for their garden. So it's off, uh, it's off at 61st and Washburn. So you can go check it out here. So it'll be great to see. All that goes on. And see all the efforts that we can do. And bringing that together. And all that stuff. It will be great to watch everything take place. So you should be excited about all that. So I hope so. It will be a private announcement. I'll announce all that. You know, I, I am going to be able to come out and have a helping hand because I want them to help me out set up the 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 summer computer drive and have a good partnership. Because last year when we did it, we wanted to try to get the people to do it. But I think it's a great idea to get some of our community partners to help me uh, help us out to get the job done and see if they have family that have computers, old computers they want they don't need. We can have to do electronic stuff, break down electronics, do all that stuff. It'll be great for it'll be great for Zell Wanna do that we sell the products, get everything out there, and that is in the works. So that announcement will come on June fifteenth. That will be a to go over all those details to get all that stuff and also we'll get to the garden at least two times this summer to help out to do all that. And that will be in July so they can make sure, sure this is all set up. And maybe a couple of times. And then we'll do the computer drive as it goes. So i got to congratulate all the effort. And we'll be out there sometime. You don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So you have to understand all those big important parts of the culture. Okay. 
Now, I'm going to get down. I'm going to get to the announcement. One of them. One of them. I'm going to start with Friday's program. We're going to do. We're going to do a fun Raspberry Pi. Since we're supposed to talk about Birth of the Bosses, it'll be a Raspberry Pi show. We're going to have a great time talking about some good things in in the Raspberry Pies when we get down fixing it. We'll talk about some troubleshooting stuff. So you'll get in. It's a great Raspberry Pi episode on that. Tomorrow, I'm going to go over the announcement. First of all, tomorrow, we'll have the current event show early in the morning. Then, at 2, at two we'll have 2.10, we'll have a Free Geek presentation. I'll talk about Free Geek. I'll talk about what it is, what how I started, and it'll be a great time. And then, in the evening, we have the event we have the the good old the good event tomorrow so i'm going to go over that announcement i'm going to go over the announcements right now because it is it is time okay okay so the, the event we got is it's called we are Join us in the evening with Buchanan to be with this guy named Steve Buchanan, Principal Program Manager with Microsoft and author. Topics will be sort of choosing the area of interest, being strategic and international and career search and growth, transition into different top tech disciplines and industry and tech trends on the rise. And I'm also going to talk about that on Friday. So Friday's show is going to be a quick Raspberry Pi and I'm, I'm going to mainly talk about this. And then we're gonna do a Raspberry Pi presentation. So it's gonna be so it's a Monwell 2909 Wisdell Boulevard, Minneapolis. So it's a hybrid event. So we're gonna have the guy. So I'm excited to see him tomorrow night, six o'clock. Six o'clock tomorrow night. There'll be some big things going on with that. It's the current event show. The pro and then I'm gonna have some time to meet up, network. We're gonna I'm gonna start interviewing some people. Get some quick interviews. We're going to interview for the show. We're going to have a good conversation. This will be a great night. But this left to go on. So that is going to be big for them coming up. And then I think that is all. I think that's all the events they um they have have themselves. Thursday. Another black type building program special is the Yuka Family Tournament. We're gonna have two couple. We're gonna have two. We're gonna have two big matches coming up to be announced. We're not gonna tell you. We're gonna have two big matches come up. It's gonna be really, really big. Big. Those will come up. That will be a great program uh, of itself. So that will be. I will tell you. It's gonna be at noon on Thursday. So that's gonna be a big program on that on that front. You know, Friday will be the Raspberry Pi and the reflection from Wednesday Tuesday's event. Okay. There'll be a current event show on special on um I'm I'm thinking there's gonna be one on there's gonna be 
one on Sunday, the 29th, with double enough. I'm going to talk about that. And it'll be a, no, that'll probably be Saturday. It'll be replaced the thing. So Saturday, expect, expect that show to, to come out. So we're going to talk about the double or nothing Saturday, Sunday. Um, uh, then for rental rising, Monday, Speedway, all most of the afternoon, we'll play two sessions. We'll, we'll have a live here, and we'll have a live. live, And then we'll have some couple racing games where I'll be in the house taking some pictures on it. So that will be on Monday. So that's a pretty much the main stuff. For right now, those, I don't repeat. And so we gotta remember also Friday. Also, make sure, make sure our groups Friday. I need to have your your events so if I can start uploading the the website for June. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna release all the stuff, and it will be it's tough to make sure we have it all organized. So. To get it all up there, to get all the June shows up there. So by Tuesday next week, we'll have the June shows up. So you can see what we're cooking up for June. And we're going to have a lot of shows. We're going to have a lot of programs, a lot of shows, a lot of stuff that's going to be going on with that. Okay? And of course... That's going to be big on us. So we got our Forental Rising event. You know that in July, they'll have their week-long event. I'll do it live here. So it's like it's like this. We're going to have things like we'll have New Year's Game Revolution. We'll have New Year's Game Revolution. That's our big one on January. On Jan January. That's a big gaming event. Another gaming event we have is the, the Races All-Star. That's one. Need for Speed, Need for Speed is one. Then we, then I have, then I'll have like, Forenzo Rising's event. That'll be their their special, the Memorial Day and their event. And then, you know, we'll have we'll have the Football Mania, and then we'll have the College Football Turn. Then we have the college football tournament plus the two computer drives. In-person computer drives. We'll have one in August and November. So that'll be a great thing to realize what we're doing on that. And then working, teaming up with the with Justice Squad to do the, the garden. So I want to see how, how it takes place. Well, that's all I got for y'all. It was a long discussion. It's a long discussion. Long. Di okay. Alright, let, let, let's go. Alright guys, see you tomorrow, see you tomorrow, current event show, early morning. Early morning, 
and then Blood Touch Building Special two times, okay? Free Geek and at the Blackson Technologies event. See you tomorrow. Thank mm -hmm. you.